he's always more than enough. Amen? He's always more than enough. Glory to God. Well, tonight we're going to talk about <clears throat> some things from a series we did back in February called Unhindered. How many remember that series? Two of you, good. No, I'm teasing. I, you, you'll remember it as we talk. Um, there's a lot of things that hinder in life. There's a lot of things that hinder in life. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Man, the presence of God is just strong tonight. <clears throat> the name of Jesus. But there are a lot of things in life that hinder. And God wants us living our lives unhindered. Unhindered from what life has to throw at people. You know, it, there are all kinds of things that you see every day that are the result of hindrances. You see people that commit suicide you see people that try to commit suicide and it doesn't work. You see people that do all kinds of crazy and strange things to hurt other people. You see, you see governments doing crazy things that want to hurt the people of their nations. You see things all the time that are hindrances to life on this planet. There's hindrances everywhere. God created you and I to live an unhindered life. No hindrances. No, no straps on us, no, nothing holding us back, no limitations. He created us where, where there are no limitations whatsoever. The sky is the limit. God is the limit, and there is no limit to God. Amen? He is the limit, and there's no limit in Him. But there are things all around you every day to hinder you. And God wants you and I living an unhindered life. In, in February, we taught this series. Actually, we went five Sundays on this series. And um, our foundation scripture was out of 1 Thessalonians 5 <clears throat> and verse 23. Now, may the God of peace sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> May your whole spirit, soul, and body be, be preserved or found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> your whole spirit, soul, and body. I've noticed in the church world, and, and actually I've been astonished in the church world, that a lot of people in the church world, even, even people that teach the word from pulpits, that don't understand that we're a three-part being. That everything's just kind of mixed together and we're just kind of an accident and we just kind of happen. And God's mixed in there and the Spirit of God's in us somehow, you know, and, and it... And it and somehow this whole thing works. No, it, it is a perfect design from God. And we are, we, we are holy, a spirit being. We are holy, 
a soulish being, and we are wholly a physical being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. And to live your life unhindered from the effects of life, you have to understand spirit, soul, and body. Tonight as we teach this, you may be somebody sitting there going, man, I've never heard that before. You may be somebody sitting there tonight that said, that says, I've heard that time and time and time and time again. I promise you, you don't know this like you're going to know it after I teach it tonight. Because the Bible says, if any man thinks he knows anything, let him think he knows nothing as he ought to know it in the love of God, in the revelation and understanding of God. That way we keep ourselves on the cutting edge of growing and increasing all the time in the revelation of God. Can you say amen to that? So, tonight I'm just going to take this time that we have and and we're going to look at spirit, soul, and body and a couple of things that in the midst of that keep us hindered, keep people hindered, not us. Everybody say, I'm not hindered. Say it again, I am not hindered. We're not living a hindered life. We are unhindered because we understand spirit, soul, and body, and we know how we we know how the three have to operate. See, if your body is in control of your spirit and your soul, you're a mess. If your soul is overriding your spirit, man, your body's doing things it shouldn't be doing. But when your spirit, that's one with the Holy Ghost, is in charge of the way you think and the way you do, man, there's no end to what can happen in your life. There's no end. There are no limitations, no hindrances when we understand spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Genesis 1 and verse 26. Genesis 1 and 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. We know from the previous verses here that our is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Or Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. They were in the beginning, they were before the beginning, and they are who made us. They are. He said, he said because the, the scripture here says, God said, God who? God the Father, God the Son, or the Word, and God the Holy Spirit. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. There's God's will for you in my life. There's the whole plan right there. Where you don't have dominion, something's wrong. He didn't create you that way. Where creeps are overcoming you, something's wrong, because he didn't create you to have creeps overcoming you. Where a thing, I don't care if it's a bird, a fish, you know, the, the, the deal is, people say, well, you know, he doesn't talk about having dominion, you know, over, over other people and situations. Well, there wasn't anybody else there. It was, it was Adam, it was Adam. It was, 
it was not even Adam yet when this was said. Right? But when he made Adam, he had Adam and Eve because she was a part of him and the two were one. Right? So anything that you're not overcoming and having dominion in, there's something off, we, so we're created to fix it. God created you and I to live the rest of our life overcoming and fixing things we're not overcoming. Okay, I'm not overcoming in this area right here. I'm going to find out. I'm going to get wisdom and understanding from God. And then I will overcome because he created me to overcome. And I can confess this passage right here all the time and acknowledge the fact nothing can get the best of me. I have a right to because he created me that way. You were not created as a tadpole or an ape at the zoo, you know. Some of us have looked like apes at the zoo at times, you know, but I mean... We were not created as apes, tadpoles, or anything else. We were created in the image of God. Amen? We were created in His image. 2 Corinthians 4. We're talking about the spirit of man. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Say, I do, I do not lose heart. Say, I don't lose heart. Amen? He said, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Who's our inward man? It's who we really are. It's our spirit. It's being renewed day by day as our mind is renewed. And we'll look at the soul in a minute. Though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed and strengthened day by day. That's who we are. So as a result of that, we don't lose heart. For our light affliction is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way of glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's what's on the inside of us. Word of God will last forever. The Word of God will last forever. You and I need to spend more time on a daily basis because we want to in the Word of God than we spend doing anything else. Anything else. Well, you know, Pastor, I don't have time. You've got to make time. I mean, you, you, can, you can talk all day about what you can't do or you can just purpose to do it. Well, you, you know, it, it's not about hours in a day, right? A day is like a thousand years to God. It's not about hours in a day. The hours that we have to live and operate in in a specific day, those hours, what we do with those when we have a responsibility to use and, and deal with them in, in a correct way, what we do with those will determine the outcome of the rest of what we do. And I promise you, I promise you, you can be the most organized person on planet Earth. You can be the most organized person and do everything perfect, and you spend no time in the Word, then the Lord's not building your house. He's not organizing your life. You are. And you're not 
a physical soulish being first. Anybody that has a soul and lives in a physical body can be organized. Right? It's what it's how we organize and how we decide how much of the day that we spend doing specific things. Because I promise you, the more your flesh get, gets what it wants, and what flesh is looking for is lazy. Flesh looks for lazy all the time. I don't care. You say, well, you know, I'm not lazy. No, I didn't say you were. I just said the flesh looks for lazy. It looks for the easiest path. Whatever the easiest path is, that's what flesh is looking for. Right? So, I'm not a flesh and blood body. I'm not a flesh being first and foremost. I have one or I wouldn't be here. But I'm a spirit. And he says, the temporary light afflictions and the things that come against us, are, are, that's what they are. They're temporary. Things that you go through, you may be facing something today, and in six weeks, you forget all about it. It's here today, gone to not, tomorrow. Many of the things that we face on a day-to-day basis, that's why if we're in the Word, then we know how to handle what we face. He calls those things, in this passage right here, notice what he called the things that come against us. He said, Verse 17, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, just for for a short time, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. How do you do that? How are you not moved by what you see? By faith in God. How does that come? By building your spirit man. When your spirit man is built up, right? Then we know how to deal with the rest of the stuff. And that's the way God created us. He created us to live an unhindered life. No hindrances. None. Absolutely none. Can we reach that mark? If he said we could, we can. Now look at our soul for a moment. Hebrews 4 and verse 12 says, and and it clearly shows, that your spirit and your soul are two Two different entities. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division or the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What is? The word of God. The word of God. I keep hearing God say to me, I've been hearing this for a while, I keep hearing God say to me, Bert, stay in my word. Stay in the word. You, you know, you can think, if, you, if, if you've got a scripture box of confessions that you, you, you take a scripture out and you confess it for, on day, and there's nothing wrong with that, it's good. If it's a scripture, it's a scripture, right? You need to say that. But, but we can think we're in the word because we do a few things. God wants my, he wants what I do in the natural to be led by his spirit. That's why I've got to be spirit conscious. The only way, based on this this verse of scripture, the only way to be separated from your soul so that your spirit man can be alive, but yet be connected to your soul so that things can flow through your soul to your spirit man is the word of God. It's the only way. 
The Word of God is what keeps you strong and aware and on top of situations. I'm going to read it again. The Word of God is living and it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's piercing even to the division or the dividing of what your soul is and what your spirit is. Now, we don't have time to get into all this tonight, but what the soul needs... The soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. From the moment that you were conceived, from the moment you were conceived, you were taking things in. It's been proven. People that don't even believe there's a God know scientifically it's been proven. The moment that you are conceived, your soul is taking in. When you are in your mother's womb... If, if, if your mother was having difficulties and, and going through difficult times, you were going through difficult times because you were taking it all in. And what does that mind, will, and emotions need? It needs to be renewed. Okay? You, you, you were not born again in your mother's womb. You weren't born again the day that you were, that you were birthed. You weren't born again in the first six months, year, two years, three years, whatever. I mean, I, I, I saw Amanda give her heart to the Lord at two and a half in my arms watching a guy on a stage uh, in McAllen, Texas. I saw her do, raise her hand and ask Jesus to come in her heart. Did that actually happen then? I think it did. You know, it didn't matter whether it did then or if it was a year or two or three or whatever later. Whenever that happened, and some people never had the opportunity to get born again at a young age like that. So whenever it is, when you get born again, things begin to change. But you didn't get born again in those first years. And those first years were key to the rest of your life. And in those first years, if you weren't wanted, and when you were a little child, people told you that you're no good, and I don't, you know, you, you're never going to amount to anything, and all these kind of things, in those first years before you were born again, man, that stuff's lodged in your soul. And what the devil wants is for that to stay there so that you view and perceive everything through whatever was lodged in your soul. So then, Little bitty guys, they grow up and grow up and they grow up and they grow up and they grow up and in that soul they're still connected to that that happened in the womb. Six months, a year old, two years, whatever. And so many people didn't get born again like myself and so at 18 years old when I got born again, I had 18 years of crapola. Yeah, that's the kindest way I can say it. And that 18 years has to be renewed. And whatever your number is, it has to be renewed so that, because what, what's the objective here? To be led by the Spirit of God. But when your soul is in charge... And you're reminding yourself every day because when someone tells you you didn't do something right, you feel like a failure because when you were this size, they told you you'd never amount to anything. That's still lodged in your soul because you've never renewed your mind. You can be born again 
and still never renew your mind to those kind of things. You just accept it. Well, that's just the way I am. You know, everybody in my family has always been a loser, so I'm a loser and I'll always be a loser. And if you have that mentality, it's because your mind has never been renewed by what? The Word of God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I, I, I am so grateful for the word of God the way the word of God fits like a puzzle every message that I preach I love to watch the word just go it just fits the word fits always Um, I beseech you verse 1 therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that I can prove it. The only way that you can prove anything that is acceptable by God is if your mind is renewed and your mind being renewed builds your spirit man, and when your spirit man is built up, then your spirit man begins to tell your mind and your body what we're going to do. And when you get there, you overcome in every situation. doesn't mean that you don't have things that you, that you are up against, things that are, you're faced with, things that are trying to pull you down and tear you down, but it, what, what, what is right with God? What is right with God? We find that when, the, when we allow the Word to separate between our soul and spirit, Because what's in your soul? What's lodged in your soul is all that junk that was invested into there before you got born again. And then even if you got born again and you didn't learn how to renew your mind, it just, it keeps festering and it gets worse. Because then what happens is when, when, when our minds are not renewed by the word of God, then religious spirits set in, okay, to a born again person And now you start justifying and trying to figure out how God operates and works. And that's even, that's almost worse than not being born again. It's not, but it almost is. Actually, the effects are worse. When a religious spirit sets in and tries to convince you that things are a certain way, when that's not what the Word says. And the only way that that can happen is when the word comes in in your life and begins to separate between your soul and spirit. And when your mind gets renewed, then you start believing that everything God tells you is so. Because see, my spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. He wants to speak things to me. But if my mind is not being renewed, he can't get things over to me. I I, I faced something here a while back. And... I mean, I mean, it, it was bombarding my mind. Something just, I mean, this just tormenting things. And as I prayed in the Spirit, boom, I broke through. I mean, it was like, it was, it, it was a real strange situation, but it, it, it was just an attack against my mind. And as I began to pray in the Spirit, what was revealed to me was what was invested in me. Did you hear me? See, what was revealed to me is what I allowed to be invested in me. And that investment became revelation in the moment, and boom, I broke through. See, breakthroughs don't just come because, you know, 
God flies in on a flying saucer and, and liberates your life or something like that. Sometimes people think it's just, you know, something out there that just happens. Nothing just happens. We see breakthroughs at different times because of what's been invested in us. And sometimes there's breakthroughs in a person's life in a moment where because of the grace and the mercy of God that happen because of the faith of other people because people don't have that faith. But God set it up for you and I to take the word of God, separate between our soul and our spirit, us renew our minds so that we can prove what is good and acceptable and perfect in the sight of God in our lives. Is it good and acceptable and perfect for you to be jealous? Is it good and acceptable and perfect for you to be angry? Is it good and acceptable and perfect for you to be anything that's contrary to the word of God? Absolutely not. So when we are and we talk ourselves out of dealing with it, it's because our minds have not been renewed to that point of liberating us from whatever it is that's trying to hold us back. Because if jealousy is ruling in your life, or what I just, I don't know why I'm using that word, but whatever word, if jealousy is ruling in your life, it's hindering you from evolving into what God created you to be and who God created you to be. And, and I'll just tell you, I know this in my own life. When I don't work on and deal with and adjust to things that are going on in my life and separate myself by praying in the Holy Spirit and allowing the Word to show me things that need to change in me, when I'm not willing to do that, things get shut down. God wants us ever living to allow the word to liberate us in any and every given situation that we find ourselves in. I don't care what it is. God, God created you to be supernatural. Because that's what we are. We are supernatural. But he created you to live like that. To live a supernatural life. But to do that, it takes the renewing of the mind. Can you say amen? James 1.21, just another verse that's good to read along this line. James 1 and 21. <clears throat> Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able, the implanted word which is able, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul, to renew your mind. Anytime you see the saving of the soul, it's the renewing of the mind. Any and every time. The saving of the soul is the renewing of the mind. Thinking like God instead of thinking from your past. Amen? And then the body. Look at Romans 8. I'm going to read a few verses here in Romans 8. Starting with verse 1. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 11 because I want to look at what it says in verse 11. Okay, so we're talking about spirit, soul, and body. All right, we talked about from, from the soulish perspective how your soul, your mind, will, and emotions can be unrenewed because of your past. Well, 
if your soul has been unrenewed, then I promise you your flesh is unrenewed, right? If your soul, if you thought certain ways, then your body carried through with those things. And see, what we think is, we think that if we've done things in our physical bodies that you don't even want to talk to someone else about, that we're disqualified. Not. Did you hear me? That's not true. That's not the way it is. You made mistakes in your physical bodies. You're not disqualified. God wants you to be liberated so that your body can do things that are pleasing to Him. He already knew we would, disqual- we would appear to be disqualified from being able to function and operate in the earth. He qualified us through the blood of Jesus. Amen? He did. Therefore, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Now, as you read this, and we're not going to spend a lot of time right here, but when you read this, a lot of times you can think that, well, you know, I mean, it just seems so overwhelming to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. But what he's saying right here is, God set it up, he empowered us, and when you choose to renew your mind, and as you renew your mind, you begin to be built up in your spirit, then he will empower you. That's what he's saying. It was through the blood of Jesus that he empowered us so that the requirement of the law now would be fulfilled in us who understand that we're a spirit, that we have a soul that needs to be renewed, and we live in a physical body that's made some mistakes. But man, we're correcting that mess. I'm not staying like that. I'm not going to live that way for the rest of my life. I'm not living that way. I don't care how old I am. I don't care what age I am or this or that or the other. It doesn't matter. What matters is what are you doing with the Word of God today? The Word of God separates between the soul and the spirit. And when you get your soul worked out, I promise you, your spirit man will grow. And how do I do that? Where I spend more time listening and meditating and confessing things of the Word of God than I do anything else. And all that is, is developing an appetite. How many people like spinach? Raise your hand if you like spinach. Man, this is the wrong crew. (laughs) I wanted a crew that didn't like spinach. Anyway, so everybody likes spinach. Okay, well, I didn't like spinach. And I went to work for a a company called Luby's Cafeteria. I I was a manager with Luby's Cafeteria for a few years. Uh, How long was I there? Two years. But for two years. And uh, I was in management with them. And... So you had to taste everything. You had these taster spoons where you had to taste everything on the counter to make sure that you didn't put something spoiled on the counter before, the, before it opened at 11 o'clock. Luby's always used to open at 11 o'clock in the morning. And so you had to taste everything on the counter. And one day, one of, one of my higher-up managers asked me, did you taste that spinach? I looked at him and I thought, well, I didn't. I taste everything else, but not that. And I said, no, but so-and-so did, and he said it was good. <laughs> I didn't want to taste it. And he said, no, you taste it. So I tasted it, 
And I tasted it again and again and again for the rest of the time I was tasting it. And what happened was, over time, I developed a taste for it. I don't really still, even today, I don't really like it. But I developed a taste for it because I stayed with it. There are things that you don't even like doing. You may, you may not even want to spend the time in the word that you're spending at today. But over time, you'll develop an appetite for it. And you'll want it more than you want to go watch a movie. See, nothing wrong with watching a movie, but if all you do is watch movies 24-7 and there's no word coming in, then, you know, some actor's going to be the voice in your head that's telling you what to do, and nine and a half times out of ten, it's going to be the wrong thing. You need to hear Jesus saying it. Somebody a while back said, Pastor, I was in this situation and I heard your voice. But you know what? That's a good thing, because what they heard was the word that I preached. I heard your voice. I heard, I remember when you said this. But what did I say? I said what he said. See, so I understand what they're saying, but it wasn't, it wasn't my voice, per se, that they heard. They heard because they were familiar with my voice, but what they heard is what he said was so. And all we're doing tonight is reaffirming what he says is so. He said, when you understand spirit, soul, and body, you will live an unhindered life. That's what we're talking about tonight. Can you say amen? For those who live, verse 5, those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. So we just got to begin to make changes with that. You're not going to change everything overnight. Just start making consistent effort at making sure that you replace things that you do. You say, well, I got to quit that. No, it's not quitting something. It's replacing something. You, you know, if you're hooked to something, you can maybe stop it for a couple of weeks. I mean, some people just get off stuff. But nine times out of ten, people will stop something for a season, but they find themselves right back on it. So it's not quitting something, it's replacing it. And we have the Word of God to replace things with. You say, well, would it work if I'm trying to get off cigarettes to confess the Word Every time I want to light up a cigarette? Absolutely. One, as, as, I've, as I've been uh, adjusting some things in my physical body, what I eat and those kind of things, there's times when I'll have a desire to eat something and instead I'll drink water. It works. Somebody told me that. So just do that. Every time you want to eat that thing that you have that craving for, just drink water. So I'm not just, oh, okay, I can't eat it, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, you, I can't, I can't. And all of a sudden, it's in your mouth. You don't even, have, you don't even know how it got there. Right? I mean, you find yourself doing things like that until you develop a habit for it, right? So I just started, okay, when I want something like, no, drink water. Hmm? And, and I won't just drink a little bit, I'll drink a bunch to where I, I can feel it gurgling in my stomach. Huh? Because I've filled myself up with something that's not going to do what those things that weren't good for me are going to do. And that's what the Word of God, we can replace the things that we do with the Word. Replace it with the Word. Everybody say, I'm a doer of the Word. Amen. He said, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Again, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because we're just about done. Um, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. 
See, when you find people that are, have not renewed their mind, they're just doing what they know to do. I was talking to somebody on the phone today, and they were talking about this person and a family member of theirs' life that, you know, is not born again and unrenewed, and they did all these things. I said, well, how, how, how are they going to do anything else? They don't know any different. Nothing's come in to separate between their soul and their spirit. And, and their spirit man that is dormant, there, it, there, there's no life in there. How, how can they do anything or, or do anything different than what they're doing? Don't get mad and shocked at people that are doing crazy things. When you hear stuff on the, on, when you see something on the news, or you, you, I, I, only time I look at the news is like on, on, a, on, on the web news. You know, I'll look at something like that and I'll see something crazy. I'll just pass by it. Just pass by it. They're just doing what they know to do. They are, because their minds aren't renewed. See, he said right here, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or to the word of God, nor indeed can be. It can't do what the word says to do, because it's not been renewed. Word comes in, begins to separate, separate. You ever watch that with people? I've been astonished in my life through the years. I've been astonished at the people that got free, and then they walked away from the word that got them free and find themselves over time in a mess of stuff. Oh, and it breaks your heart for people. Why? What? what? Because they begin to overestimate themselves, and it's not because they're bad. It's because now they've separated themselves from the thing that separates between their soul and their spirit. When you're thinking stupid, your spirit man's over here not able to override stupid because you separated yourself from the Word of God. I'm telling you, spend more time in the Word. The Bible says as the days grow closer, as the days grow closer, there's more intensity. We need more of the word just working in our life. I didn't say be afraid. I just said spend more time in the word. Well, Pastor, I just feel kind of just not alive. How much time have you been spending the word? Well, you know, I know I need to. I know I need to work at it. No, you need to do more than work at it. Just do it, even when you don't feel like it. Even when it seems like it's monotonous, why? Why did I taste that spinach every time? Because that manager was watching me. I'm watching you, boy. You taste that spinach. And over time, I developed an appetite. I didn't like it. Not one bite did I like. Huh? And I, I would get, and one time I think, I think, one time I think he even said, did you just, did you just sip that juice or did you actually eat the spinach? Okay. I tried to just sip, the, you know, sip on the juice. No, you need to eat it and taste it and make sure that it's cooked and it's right and whatever, right? I did that with everything else, but not the spinach. Well, you know, I, I'm, I come to church and I do that, but you know, I don't have time for all that word stuff. Oh, you don't have time not to. God created you to have the word going in. Word going in will produce revelation on the inside. It's what the word does, always. Let's get to verse 11. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. See? 
But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. How many they have the Spirit of God on the inside of you? Then you're not in the flesh. That's a confession you can declare over yourself every day. That should empower you. That should empower you to want to do things led by the Spirit. Spirit of God's on the inside of you? Then you can be led by the Spirit because He said you could. Actually, He said, if... But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's the, only, that, that, that's the only prerequisite. If the Spirit of God's in you, then you're not led by your flesh. That's the way He sees you. That's the way He sees you. Do you choose to go along with what He says? Or, well, you know, I tried. The trying didn't get it. And we all know that. But we all try still, you know, at times. But trying didn't get it. So we stay with it till we go past trying till we're doing it because we made a choice to do it. Now watch verse 10, uh, or the last part of verse 9. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. He's not born again. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, I said all that to look at verse 11. Watch this. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. Everybody say, he does. Everybody say it again. He does. He dwells in me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives on the inside of me. It's one with my spirit. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the spirit that dwells on the inside of you. Man, my body doesn't have to win. The Spirit of God inside of me is going to quicken my mortal body and direct my body what to do. If I'll give place to it, and the only way you'll ever give place to it is if you give place to the Word of God that renews your mind. You see how the three fit. I'm going to say it again tonight. Actually, I wrote it down like this. This is what I wrote down. So the truth is, we were created spirit, right? Genesis 1, 26 and 7, which is, we were created spirit made in his image. So everybody say this after me. I am a spirit. Okay, so we got that settled. We're, we are a spirit being. We have a soul, Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind, so that my life can prove what is good and acceptable and perfect in the sight of God. That God wants it to be proven that he is who he says he is and his word will do what it said it will do through you. That's why your mind has to be renewed. And the word of God comes to separate between your soul and your spirit so that your spirit man can get built up, your soul can be renewed from all past trash, then we can tell our body what to do and our body does exactly what we're supposed to do. See, we don't have a body problem. We don't have a body problem. We have a soul problem. 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Even as your mind is renewed. Even as you give place to the word of God that separates between your soul and your spirit. Can you say amen? 
And number three, we live in a body, as we just read, and, and this is the truth. If we don't get control of our mind, our body will do whatever the world and reason says is okay. If we don't get control of our mind, then our body will do whatever the world and reason tells you to do. The devil's always wanting you to come over to the place of reason, to the world and the environment of reason. He's always wanting you to come to that place. Come over here, let's reason for a while. You know, pastor said that, but you know, come on, it's not that big of a deal. See, that's what they did. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve screwed it all up for us. Right? But he came in and said, I mean, come on. Look at that. Look at the fruit hanging off that big tree in the middle. Man, that stuff's got to be good. And man, if you eat that fruit, you, you'll be just like God. They already were. The enemy come to you and say, you know what? You can, do, you can get away with that. You know, I mean, it, it's all fine and everything will be just fine. No, you already are fine. You don't need to do that. You don't need to give in to thoughts and ideas and things like that. You don't need to be jealous of what someone else is doing. You don't need to be controlled by what other people do. You can rejoice with other people and be glad for other people and, and, and overcome in your own life and be victorious in everything that you do when we allow the word to separate between our soul and our spirit. We will not be controlled in this life by our flesh if we allow the word to have the supreme place that it was created to have in us. That's where the problem is. It's not a flesh problem. You say, well, you know, they did that and it was just horrible. No, they did that because there's no word. People, people are not bad because every human being that you come across on planet Earth, I don't care what you've heard that people have done, they didn't originate bad because God's never made bad. problem is their minds have never been renewed and I tell you what when you hear the stories sometimes of people that were mass murderers or they did horrible things or whatever you be you, you can't tell me that they lived a fairy tale life with a mother and a father that loved them that put the word on the inside of them never you never see that in those people's lives there's always some horrific past so there was no word so what happened was the world and reason told them they could get away with these kind of things, and they did. And they ended up in a horrible place or the death chamber or whatever, you know, dying by lethal injection or whatever because there was no word to separate. But God, they were not, they did not start out bad. No human being was ever created bad. It's not, it, 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 it's, it is not, a sin problem that we have. It's not, it's not a sin problem. It's a word issue. You get the word in, it delivers people of sin. If you take what I talked about tonight and do something with it.